0: Welcome back to Zillennial Big Sis. I'm Emma, your ZBS. And today I'm so excited for this episode. We are officially in the last week of January, starting February 2nd month and Georgia's month of the year. So I will be talking about love and all of that later in this month. But today I want to talk about creating habits that will actually last and actually stick. We're finally getting out of that new year swing where 2023 is new and we're one month in. So whether or not you set resolutions or created a vision board, I'm going to be talking about creating habits. So the habits that we make are things that are going to absolutely change what our life looks like. So if you set habits that are strategic and that take care of you and make sure that you're doing the best for yourself, you're going to end up just naturally living a better and healthier and happier life because those habits are just going to start to become part of a routine and it's going to completely change what you look like, who you are, and all the aspects of your life if you're making those habits positive. And yes, in the inverse, you can set bad habits. You can make habits that are a little bit more destructive to your life and that don't promote your growth and your well-being. So we're going to get real about habits today because I think it's so interesting when we really look down to the psychology of creating a good habit, how to do it, and what a habit can do to improve your life. Before we get started, if you have ever any episode requests, any dilemmas that you want me to respond to or give advice about, send me a DM, follow me on Instagram, or on TikTok. I will have everything linked in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you guys. And I want to know what you want to see more of this year. So let's hop in to creating habits to change your life. First things first, let's get down to the nitty gritty. What is a habit? Like what is a habit by definition and how can we implement habits into our life? So the Oxford Languages Dictionary Definition of Habits is a settled or regularly tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. So I think what's interesting about this definition is it's a settled or regular tendency or practice. So it's something that you have created that is a part of your life that you kind of already have. You're doing it every day. It's a regular thing that you do. It is not something new in your day-to-day routine and especially one that is hard to give up. So it's kind of ingrained in you and in your soul, I guess I could say, and in your routine. So it becomes something that happens on the daily or monthly or weekly. An example of a good habit is brushing your teeth when you wake up in the morning and then brushing your teeth before you go to bed. Um, A habit of taking your makeup off when you go out for a night out. Like when you get home, you take your makeup off and you do your nighttime routine. Um, And then an example of like a bad habit is maybe every time you drink, you find someone that has a vape or a cigarette and you smoke that when you drink. Or maybe every time that you go out, you forget to take off your makeup and you go to sleep with a full face on, which is going to lead to a little bit more acne. It's going to lead to feeling a little bit more gross and crummy. So there are good and bad habits and habits can be in our major way that we can just kind of guide our life. And once they're built, it just is a natural guide. One of my best habits is I drink a lot of water. I typically go to water first over other drinks, except when I'm at maybe a restaurant. I am a water drinker through and through. So my habit is I don't even think about it. I'm drinking water throughout the day. I'm making sure that I'm staying hydrated. But personally for me, a bad habit that I've been trying to pray like break, and I've been doing a pretty good job at breaking it. I recently did it again, is picking out my skin. I am someone that struggles with acne, so whenever I get acne flare-ups, I sit there and I'll like pick at it and pick at it, which is definitely not healthy. So it's a habit that I've been trying to break so I don't continually hurt my skin. I remember taking an advanced, it was AP psychology in high school, and one of the things that we talked about was creating habits, and this is a lesson that really stuck with me. And one of the rules of creating a habit was the ninety. Ninety twenty-one rule or twenty-one ninety rule. And it's pretty much that it takes 21 days to create a habit and it takes 90 days to make something part of your lifestyle. So it takes, let's say you're trying to make the habit of making your bed, which is something I've been working on in the new year. It'll take me 21 days to make that just an instinctive part of my day and to create that habit, but it will take 90 days for my body to completely do it on autopilot. I'm not sure if this rule has been like completely tested, but it's a really good, I think, guideline because if you're setting a goal to, you know, make a new habit like making your bed, it's okay every day for the next 21 days, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna make my bed, and I'm gonna make sure that my thing, like my bed is tidy and it's ready to go in the morning. So if you focus on that for 21 days, then obviously, it's going to be much more in your routine. So then the next 90 that you keep doing it, it's just going to start happening naturally. So whether or not this rule has been like extremely tested and it is set that like on the 21st day you have made a habit, it's just a really good rule, I think, to live by, especially when you're creating new habits. And it's also going to depend on if you are breaking a habit as well. So let's say you are someone that is You know, every time you go out and drink, you go and you find someone with a vape, that habit is going to probably take a lot longer to break than 21 days. So again, do not give up the 21 day rule. There are a lot of reasons for that one, because you, you know, it's part of your routine. It is a part of something that you do. And maybe you're not going out every single day for 21 days. So if something has happened intermittently, it's going to take a little bit longer when you look at like a calendar year to get out of a habit. And if you have something that is so deeply ingrained in who you are, like, let's say every morning for the last 20 years, 24 years of my life, I ate cereal for breakfast, but I wanted to start eating something, you know, more wholly nutritional. It's going to take me a lot longer to break the habit of getting a bowl of cereal for breakfast because it's been so ingrained in me. It's part of my routine. It's part of my lifestyle. So... Just keep in mind that the 2190 rule isn't a hard fixed rule, but it's nice because it can kind of give you a smaller timeline to stick on because some of the research that I said that it can take up from 18 to 254 days to form a new habit. So it really does depend on the habit that you're forming, but I think the 2190 rule is a really good starting point because it gives you a little bit of a more firm timeline to really focus on. So let's dive into some tips on creating new habits in this new year and making sure that these things are guiding you to success into the life that you really want to live. So the first thing is you don't want to make your habits super big. So for example, I hear a lot of people say, Oh, I'm going to create a new nighttime routine or a new morning routine. I've been trying to create a new morning routine for a really long time. And I know that like a whole routine is going to take a lot longer amount of time. Whole routine of waking up, not checking my phone, putting on a different outfit, doing my hair, doing my makeup, doing a shower, doing a workout, like making my bed, like all of these little steps, if they're not part of my current lifestyle, that like goal of, oh, I'm going to make a new morning routine. That is, you're going to fail. Sorry. I hate to say it. Like most people are going to fail. I would be shocked if you didn't because it's too big. So starting small is super important. And that's one of the things I know for me, I want to make my morning routine better. So one of the habits I'm trying to implement is making my bed because I already know I brush my teeth in the morning. I drink water in the morning. Okay. So once I start getting comfortable with making my bed and it just becomes a part of my every day, then I'm going to have it stack something else on there. So if my next habit is going to be getting out of the bed and not checking my phone. What am I going to do to make that habit happen? But we're going to start small because when you start small, you're actually going to be able to focus on one part instead of being like, Oh, I'm doing this whole morning routine. And then when it fails and you didn't ice roll your face and make a healthy breakfast and go on a run and like do all these things all at once, you're going to just stop trying. Instead, if you just start small, it is going to feel so much more sustainable and really motivate you to keep going and add new habits to your life. The next tip is to understand what your current habits are and what your current lifestyle is. So one of my current habits is I wake up and I check my phone in the morning. It's like the first thing I do, it's bad. I've been slowly trying to lower my screen time. And what that does is and a roadblock for me is I will lay in my bed for longer. Like I won't get out of bed immediately when I wake up because I'm scrolling on my phone. So by the time I get out of bed, I might feel a little bit more rushed to get my day going, to do all those things. So me making my bed is not going to be the top priority. So I understand that roadblock with myself. So maybe I want to leave myself with more time in the morning. I want to create as like frictionless of a living situation as possible. So another good example of this is if your goal is to go on a walk in the morning and you want to do the habit of waking up and going on a walk, putting out your clothes the night before and your walking shoes is going to, again, help you get away from a roadblock of, I don't know what to wear. I'm tired. Like if it's set out in front of you, it's ready. So it's like the same thing as buying healthy groceries and meal prepping food. Like if you're trying to get out of the habit of – going to McDonald's every time you're hungry because you don't have something prepared, meal prepping is the new habit to implement. So it's important to keep that in mind and anticipate what you, what your lifestyle currently is and how you can prevent yourself from hitting stopping points as you're building your new habit. The next piece of building a habit, so we started small and we're anticipating where we might get stuck in our day, day-to-day so we don't feel frustrated and we can work around that. Um, This was so interesting when I was doing research for this episode. So there's this term called temptation bundling. Catherine Milkman is a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, and she's a behavioral economist, and it's so cool. So temptation bundling is what she says refers to the practice of combining an indulgent, pleasurable behavior you enjoy with one that you need to get done because you don't enjoy it as much. So the idea is that, like, you will get motivated to do something that isn't as exciting or isn't as, you know, I don't really love doing the dishes after I cook. So how can I combine that with a behavior that I love? How can I use something that I find more tempting and more enjoyable to offset the negative feelings that I have of a habit that I'm trying to implement that may not be as sexy or as fun? So I love this idea. And a lot of people may already know this is that like, okay, you have your favorite Netflix show. Your goal is, your habit is you want to walk more. Well, you pull it up at the gym and you watch it while you're on the treadmill. And that's the only time that you watch it. So again, we're pairing up something that you may not want to do, which is going on a walk with something that you do want to do, which is watching a Netflix show. If you don't like cleaning the dishes, this could be opening up a can of your favorite, you know, let's say you like Olipop or I've been on a really big, Sugar free Dr. Pepper cake or like sugar free ginger ale. Let's say I, every time I need to do the dishes after I cook, that is when I pour myself a glass of that little yummy treat that I love. And I do the dishes as I'm sipping on. That drink. It's a combination of c- doing something that gives you instant gratification with things that give a more delayed reward. So walking on the treadmill, you may not sit there and be like, wow, I am so toned and my body is in the best shape of his life right after you do it one time. But combining it with watching your favorite Netflix show is something that is giving you both instant gratification and that delayed gratification. I thought this temptation bundling was so cool. I didn't realize that there was a term for it. And I know that a lot of people already do this and kind of know the concept, but trying to find ways to temptation bundle your new habits that you want to enlist that may not be as fun is super, super important. So now we've started small, we have understood where we are in our life, and then we're going to use those temptations, bundle them together to create some amazing habits. And then it's time to enlist some accountability And getting and telling people about these habits that you want to have and specifically people that you trust and you support is so important. And accountability doesn't have to be telling other people necessarily. I find when I tell people my goals, it has to be very specific people that I'm like, okay, they'll keep me accountable, but in a positive way that's going to like resonate with me because I've had accountability buddies before that have been just mean. Um, And that doesn't like – I'm not the type of person who does – Well, when you're just being like, come on, you got to do it because you want it to. Do you want to be a lazy? Like, do you want to be that? No. Um, I like more positive reinforcement and support. Some may call me soft and maybe I am. You can choose to make your accountability as public or as private as possible. So let's say your accountability is you're doing this new habit and you want to track how many days you do it. So you put up post-it notes on your wall and you take them down every day that you do it. That's a great way to have accountability. Let's say you want to do it a little bit more personal. Enlist your favorite, most trusted friend that you know is still going to motivate you and push you, but also, you know, be kind and keep you accountable. Enlist them and say, hey, my goal is this. It's a part of the routine that I want to have. I want to do these small things. You know, keep me accountable. So let's say your accountability is you do want to make your bed every day, have your friend randomly text you in the morning, like at a random time of the week and say, Hey, text me in the morning and ask me if my bed is made and for a picture. So having someone that's there to be accountable and keep you accountable is a great way to do it. And then also think about how many social media apps there are now. Like if you want to get really public with this, like you're very serious about improving this habit. Like let's say... I've seen so many people document their quitting vaping journey specifically. Yes, it's absolutely scary to put your life out there on the internet, but if you're really serious about creating a new habit and that doesn't include vaping, then maybe creating a video diaries and keeping people updated. Granted, you do have to be honest in these video diaries for people to keep you accountable. You may... Create this community of like support of other people who are like, Yes, I gave up nicotine, or You're inspiring me to give up nicotine. There are so many ways to have an accountability buddy and to keep yourself accountable today. And really, that commitment and that accountability is going to make you so much more likely to complete your goals and to achieve them. And once you do that, because we're building habits here. The longer you do those habits, they're just going to become a part of your life. And again, this is all about just leading your life in a direction that is much more positive and that serves you. Like I want habits and routines that serve me at the end of the day. I want to be on autopilot doing what's best for me as opposed to self-sabotaging. The last tip that I have is to understand that you are going to not be perfect. You are going to forget some days. You are going to fall off the horse, as some people say. But the thing is with creating a habit is especially if it's a habit that's going against what you currently have deeply, deeply ingrained in your body and your soul. Like if your current habit is to binge eat when you're sad, but you want to create a new habit of when you're sad journaling, it is going to be so hard and you have to understand that there are going to be roadblocks. There are going to be times that you mess up. There are going to be times that you feel like you failed, but Give up that idea of perfection. Give up the idea of I have to do this all or nothing because that's not how it has to be. You are a human being who has these predispositions, who has these things that you are already more inclined to do. And if you are building habits that are working against those, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. It's like buying a house that you're going to fix up. It's like buying a fixer upper house, right? Like you have the house that has the bones. It has who you are innately, okay? But if you want to move things around and you want to readjust it and reinvent it and make it into a different version of itself, it's going to take work. And if you've ever watched any home improvement show, you know that there's always that scene where it's like, oh, we pulled up the floorboards and we found that there are termites or we have found that the pipes are messed up. And for us to get this new layout, we're going to have to gut this place. Like they're running into issues. They're picking floors that don't you know, look the best and they're readjusting. So as you're on this journey to add more habits into your life and make them positive changes and guide your life in the way that you want them to be, you have to understand that there will be friction. There will be tension. And as we said earlier, understanding where that's coming from is just the first step, but letting go of perfectionism is the most important one in my opinion. And no, that doesn't mean be lazy and give up It means to persevere. It means to push through when things aren't perfect. It's not an excuse to not be careful and to not be thoughtful, but it is an excuse to give yourself some slack, to understand that you are working hard here. And some days it's just not going to work out. As our living legend said, Hannah Montana, nobody's perfect and I got to work it again and again till I get it right. And that's 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 it. Hannah Hannah said it best. Miss Montana did not stutter when she's saying those words. And it's because it's true. It's just the truth of life. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. The things that I try to do in my life are not going to be perfect. So when I mess up instead of just completely stopping and being like I give up. This sucks. I give up. I'm not doing it anymore. Keep pushing on. Keep trying. Dust off your dust off your jeans, dust off your knees. Get Put on a bandaid, take, take a breather and move on, move forward. Because if you just stop, you're never going to get anywhere else. If you just stop, you will never be the version of yourself that you want to be. You will never do that. And that's why, like, I was in cycle bar a couple weeks ago and the instructor said the reason she hates the phrase new year, new me is because it's new year, better me. It's not a new you. It's not even if you have changed your life 180, it's not a new you, it's the same you. New year, new me takes away all of the credit to yourself because you're making the work. It's the same you just doing different actions. It's the same you. It's the same you that came out of your mama's womb. <laughs> you We've been the same people. It doesn't matter how much we change our physical appearance, the things that we do every single day, we are still the same people. I'm in the same body. I have the same soul. I have the same mind. And all the work that I'm doing, I want to give credit to my past self. I want to pat my past self on the back for who I am today. And I hope that the habits that I do today leads me to loving myself more and creating the life I love more tomorrow. That's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and talking to me about habits and how we're going to create habits in this new year, because damn, I can't believe the end of January is already here. We're about to step into February, the shortest month of the year. But if we start a habit today, it can be settled by the end of the month, which is pretty darn cool. So tell me, what are the habits that you are trying to implement for the next month? What are some things that you are working on with yourself? And don't forget to follow, set those automatic downloads if you are on Spotify. And please, if you were enjoying these episodes, give me a review, five stars. I love it. I live for it. Thank you so much. Yours, the landing is wishing you goodbye. Have a good week. Thanks.